Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God has been so good. We need to give him praise and thanks for his goodness. James G. Small, in his song entitled, I Found a Friend, he said, I found a friend, oh, such a friend. He loved me ere I knew him. He drew me with the cords of life, and thus he bound me to him. And around my heart still closely twine those ties which naught can sever. For I am his, and he is mine forever and forever. I found a friend, oh, such a friend. He bled and died to save me. And not alone the gift of life, but his own self he gave me. Not that I have my own I call, I hold it for the giver. So now to watch, to walk, to war, and there be blessed forever. I found a friend, oh such a friend, so kind and true and tender, so wise a guide and counselor, so mighty a defender. From him whose love we know so well, what power my soul can sever. Shall life or death or author hell? No, I am his forever. What a beautiful number. I found a friend. Not only that James Small can say that, I can testify to the very same thing, that I have found a friend. And this friend is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Looking at the heroes of the faith, we go to God's Hall of Fame, and there we find what I refer to as the heroes of the faith. They are recorded for us in the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and we are down at verse 32. Verse 32, and this will be our last morning, I believe, looking at this particular hero, and then we move to another one. In verse 32, the Bible says, And what shall I more say, for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, and of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets. The hero that we are looking at today is the man David himself. What we have noticed about David, that David made a powerful statement of faith when he said to the king Arana, I will not give anything to my God that costs me nothing. I will not give anything to my God that costs me nothing. We're, we're looking at the statement of faith, as I said, and uh, last morning, we looked at who shall make a statement of faith. Who shall make a statement of faith? And we concluded that the believer, the child of God, should make a statement of faith. And how should a statement of faith be made? And we went ahead and we named quite a number of things. We said that it should be made in the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. We went ahead and shared that 
it should be made in the sacrifice of obedience, uh, the sacrifice of our bodies, the sacrifice of time and talent, the sacrifice of our possessions. This morning, I want us to look at the sacrifice of our friendships. Yes, that statement of faith can be made in the sacrifice of our friendships. Remember, the scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 39, the wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to marry to whom she will only in the Lord. May I say this day that when someone decides to get married, that person or those persons lay everybody else aside for the husband or for the wife. When that statement is made, when those vows are made, God expects that couple keep those vows at all costs. This sacrifice of friendship is for life, no matter who one sees after that. That is making that sacrifice of friendship and making it for life. But then, on the other hand, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 17 says something else. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be separate, say the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. This speaks of the sacrifice to separate oneself from friendship. Yes, the scripture talks about separation of friendship. This is the ungodly. He says, come out from among them and be ye separate and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. That's the believer separating him or herself from the ungodly and not getting into partnerships with such. Then there's the separation from some believers. This too is hard, but must be carried out by the believer. This is something that we must uh, pay attention to and not only just pay attention to, this is something we are called upon to practice. There should be no fellowship with disobedient believers. The Word of God gives clear instruction about the believer separating from the unbeliever, but it is also clear on the conditions where a believer should separate from other believers. Such we look at as discipline. Church discipline is to include separation from other believers, and God expects us to practice that. We know that it is hard. That's why we look at it as a separation of friendship. Now, let me share a few scriptures with you that teaches that. And in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 6 and verse number 7, it speaks about separating oneself from a believer who behaved disorderly. Separating oneself from a believer which behaves disorderly. The scripture says, Now we command you, brethren. Notice, uh, usually you will find we beseech you, brethren, in the New Testament. But this is strong. So he says, Now we command you, brethren, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
that ye withdraw yourself from every brother that walketh disorderly. What should we do? Withdraw ourselves from every brother. In other words, this brother here is a Christian. Withdraw yourself from him that walketh disorderly and not after the traditions which he received of us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow us, for we behave not ourselves disorderly among you. I know that this is strong, but scripture teaches that, that it comes a time when the believer must separate him or herself from a brother or a sister that walks disorderly. Let me say also, that 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 14 and verse number 15 speaks strongly that we should separate ourselves from a believer that is disobedient. And it, verse 13 and 14 of 2 Thessalonians 3, the Bible says, But if any man obey not our word by this epistle, watch this, note that man and have no company with him, that he may be ashamed, yet count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. What did the scripture say? The scripture say, when you find someone that obeyed not the word, he said, by this epistle that be right, note him and have no company with him. For what reason? That he may be ashamed. It comes along with church discipline. The believers should note the individual so that the individual will be ashamed of what he has done or what she has done, and the individual will come back to the Lord. One must have no company with such an individual, just to shame the individual, and they would see their wrong and come back. Why would this be true? Because when that is not done, and the believer is still treated the same way that he or she was treated, when they were among the brethren, then there's nothing to be ashamed about. So bear in mind what the scripture says. And then thirdly, a believer whose teaching caused division and offenses. In Romans 16, verse 17 and 18, the Bible says, Now I beseech you, brethren, mock them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye learn, and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by words and fair speeches deceive the heart of the simple. Well, that's a lot that we can just think of for this morning. We must separate ourselves from the believer who behaves disorderly, a believer that is disobedient, and a believer whose teaching cause division or the believer that is causing division in the church. Now, the, the scripture also speaks about the believer who is immoral. Time will not permit us to go through that this morning. So I promise you, we will go back and look at this tomorrow morning. These are sacrifices that we can make unto the Lord because he said that this ought to be done and we need to be obedient and follow the word of God. Let us pray. Our Father, we come to you this morning. We give you praise. We give you thanks. 
Oh, we glorify your mighty name and ask, dear God, Lord, that you would lead and direct and help us, Lord, to be obedient to your word. Help us, Lord, to be willing at all times, dear God, to, to follow your word, dear Father. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. We lift up your name and we adore you. We thank you for what you have done, what you're doing, and what you're going to do for us. We ask that you lead us through this day. Lord, especially for those who do not know you as Savior, Lord, lead them unto thyself. Draw them unto thyself. For those who are not well this morning, please remember them. Have mercy upon them guide and direct. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, brethren. Have a great day in the Lord.